Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the legal podcast that provides easy-to-understand information about estate and business planning to help you, your family, and your business. And now, the jovial gents of jurisprudence, Mike Betts and Spencer Chaffin. All right. Welcome back to another installment of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. I am the one and only Spencer Chafin, and I am joined by my business partner, the one, the handsome, Michael A. Betts. Thank you for that intro, Spencer. You're welcome. I felt like Michael Jordan running out. You got tearaways on? Do I have what? Tearaway yeah, pants yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, I do. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Who doesn't? Yeah, I don't go anywhere. Without my tearaway pants. And I'm assuming for those that are listening, just heard someone butt in. If you listened to our last episode, which you should have, we're joined here again by the wonderful, the exuberant Christopher Giblin. Thank you, Spencer. You're welcome. But not only do we have Chris here, we've got the more talented, more svelte, if more you will. hair. Why would you punch below the freaking. Like, do you think I'm going to, like, align with you on the hair issue or Chris? Chris, because me and Brian got hair. Not for long. <laughs> we'll see Next time we that. go out, I hope he doesn't fall asleep first. Oh, I know. Spencer, you better not fall asleep around us. Not only will you sharpie my face, but you'll also shave my head. Your no, head he's going to wax treatment. Yeah, wax Ooh. treatment. But I interrupted. We've got <laughs> Brian Pullman. Brian, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing good, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about this podcast. We alluded to it in the previous episode. We spent a lot of time in that episode talking about request optics and how it's transformed Chris's business, TWG Supply, in the airport world. And as we were kind of going through it, it just seemed to make perfect sense to dedicate an episode to the cannabis space. Absolutely. So for real though, people, go back, listen to the other episode. You'll get some good nuggets that we're going to build off of in this episode. But Request Optics is just ripe for the cannabis industry. It's a game changer. For uh, folks that haven't listened to all of our episodes, shame on them. We've got like just dozens and dozens and dozens. And we've got 33 is what our producer is just mimed to you. Notice he didn't say anything. He, he doesn't just, he ever say you. anything. <laughs> Alex, what did he say? He said 33. Boom. Thank you. That's he, why he Alex is 33. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, Pierre, do you not like the sound of your own voice? No, it sounds squeaky. Dang, Pierre. Okay. All right, Pierre, you better not talk. Okay, so we digress. <laughs> let's go back to Request Optics and let's talk about the cannabis industry. We at BC Counselors help a lot of folks in the Oklahoma cannabis space. We provide, you know, legal documents and compliance consulting. And then Spencer and I have the company Lifted Logics, which is a lay consulting company that does a lot of the kind of non-legal back office business support. related acumen. Management consulting is what it is. And so what I want is the Lifted Logics team to understand what request optics can do and be able to go and talk to the cannabis community that we're seeing all the time and explain to them, hey, you think the market is bad. You think that it's hard to do a business and it is hard, but you're not helping yourself. And we all know that the softwares that they're using right now are very expensive and lacking 
in a lot of ways. So as far as this conversation goes, what I'd like to do is just ask you some questions that I think, Brian, are relevant to the cannabis operators. And then you can expand on where you kind of see my simple understanding of not just the software, but just this industry in general. And we can go from there because fundamentally the cannabis industry is just a traditional supply chain with raw inputs and then taking raw inputs to turn them into finished goods and then selling those finished goods to end consumers. That's all that it is. It is just a product supply chain. And we've got growers, we've got processors slash manufacturers, and then we've got the dispensaries who are going to be selling. So a lot of our transactions are going to be fundamentally B2B or business to business from a grower to a processor or a grower to a grower, a processor to a processor, or any of those down to the dispensary and then even dispensaries to dispensaries. So Brian, we've talked about this previously. You can go across or horizontal and down vertically. You can never go up the stream if that makes sense. Perfect sense. Okay. So with that kind of background, I want us to focus on some of the B2B concepts, but I also want to talk about a very interesting thing that your software can do. It's really this B2C, how we can help dispensaries in Oklahoma and in states that have delivery services, I think that your platform could be infinitely useful. But even in a state like Oklahoma where they can't do delivery, there might be some interesting ways for dispensaries to connect with the consumers and there might be some exciting things there. So what's your preference? Would you want to talk about the B2B side of it first? Or do you think talking the business to consumer, what what gets you most excited? I know all of this gets you excited, but what's the most exciting side of it? that you'd like to talk about? Let's start with B2B. Let's make sure that we can actually get the product made before we sell it. You got it. I like that. So there is an entity. It's called Metric. Metric is an inventory management system. You are an expert at understanding inventory management systems. For our folks that generally understand seed to sell, because that's the buzz phrase they hear, explain to them what is an inventory management system fundamentally at the outset. Well, it's just a means by which you're tracking a widget in a system that has a quantity defined around that. So if we're in the cannabis world, you have seeds. If you're talking about having 100 of the same type of seeds or 10 of 300 different types of seeds, it's just a means by which you are tracking the quantities and how they're allocated. So let's say, because I love cars and I love motorcycles, I love motorized vehicles. Let's say I'm a car manufacturer. Car manufacturers have inventory management systems. Would you agree with that? So whether we're talking cannabis or we're talking cars, we're still talking the same language. Is my understanding correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The request optics platform was designed in a material respect, inventory management and tracking. Is that a fair statement? It's fair. It does much more. But that is something at its It's core. It's understanding how that inventory, that little piece is transacted upon, whether it's brought into the system because it's purchased or whether it's moved out of the system because it's sold. That's right. And other things that are important, and I'm going to talk to you, Chris, about this in a second. Okay. Because this is fundamentally 
an issue that I see in the cannabis space. And Spencer, I think you do cannabis compliance work a little less than what I'm doing. But tell me if you're seeing anything different. A lot of the producers. So we're going to go. Remember I told you there are growers, there are processors, there are dispensaries. Processors. They would include the people who make edibles, gummies. And folks love gummies. The gummies are sugar, gelatin, or pectin, or whatever other firming agent, and food coloring. I mean, it's candy. And then they add what makes it not candy, but makes it marijuana, is they add the concentrated marijuana form. A lot of these folks don't, I feel, track in efficient way things other than just the marijuana. They, I feel, don't fundamentally track the costs. So tell me as a business guy, because you're in a distribution world similar to this. It's a different industry, but it's similar. Chris, you have a very successful company in TWG Supply. How important is it for you to understand your cost accounting? Extremely. Like what is the, I'm a dumb attorney. I sell time. Like what's relevant to knowing your costs? Probably the most important part is if you don't have your finger on the pulse of your cogs and everything like that, you're going to end up spending way too much money at the IRS at the end of the year. So that is true. But margins, like, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Your margins, if you want to do efficient procurement, you don't want to overbuy. You don't want to underbuy. You want to make sure that you're forecasting appropriately. You're buying the right amounts. You're understanding hey, at what point are there discounts and so on and so forth? And then also knowing where they're at, especially when you use the gummy example. Well, for us, it would be something equivalent to like an assembly. We're bringing together multiple sub items, bringing it together, creating an assembly, and not only tracking those true costs of the hard goods, the hard goods, but also tracking the time it takes and the labor and things of that nature for the actual assembly to have a true understanding of your margins rather than relying on just your accounting software and the different chart of accounts, which is, you know, oh, it's so exciting, but it'll put you to sleep. But understanding all of those things, cannabis industry doesn't sound that much different than any other industry. Or if you're building a house, you know, you have a ton of different cogs from every nail to every two by four to every shingle for the roof. It ultimately comes down to you've created a combined product, an assembly of some sort. So it from an operational perspective, it's extremely important to understand that. Of course, it can be done manually, but that takes a ton of time, a ton of time. And there's a lot of mistakes. Lots of mistakes and room for errors and things of that nature. So tell me about then request optics. And we can use, because I've got an actual use case in TWG, you are looking at a cannabis operator, because remember, Growers are making assemblies, to use his, it's his term. terms. It's a good term because we are taking raw goods and it's going to be, pesticides is a bad word, but let's say directly pesticides. It's going to be the medium like soil. It's going to be the fertilizers. Like they're going to take all these things to create the product, a plant. Same thing with the edibles. With that in mind, if we deconstruct the cannabis and we're looking at it as constructing cars, constructing motor, things that simple people can understand. How has, similar things to what TWG does, how has Request Optics given Chris, how does it give Chris those insights? Forecasting, I know my cost of goods. I know these important factors so I can be the most competitive because remember Oklahoma too 
is a very competitive price market, very competitive because of the supply, which to me means you've got to manage your costs that much more than you would have otherwise. So explain how request optics could solve those problems. Well, think about from a grower's perspective. We can either look at this as a project or a work order or whatever we want to call it. Chris used the term assembly. In order to find out what it is, where your costs are going and what your expenses are, you can't try to track one thing and not care about the others. So when we build an assembly, we put together all the pieces that are necessary to complete either that work order, that project. Okay. We also track what's coming down the pipeline as well, because then you have to understand what your allocations are going to be. You have to understand what your future expenses are going to be and actually plan for those things. So that's one means by which uh, TWG is able to use it. It's no different for somebody who's growing cannabis. Gotcha. So the platform effectively gives them their cost structure. It lets them look in the future on ordering from their own suppliers. Well, you had asked about starting with B2B or B2C. Well, so the platform actually gives you the holistic view. Let's use Walmart as an example. If you're wanting to get groceries from Walmart and go and do a pickup, well, you just go on their, their app and you decide what it is that you're going to purchase. Then you pull up, they bring it out to you. It's the same way that can happen with a dispensary, is that the dispensary can look downstream to its suppliers and it can also look upstream to its customers. Somebody can place an order. They can understand what they have in inventory. They can also understand that somebody may be wanting to purchase more than what they have, and they can already place an order downstream so, could, so that way they have the appropriate allocations. So could then, let's say I am a manufacturer of gummies and I'm selling to a list of dispensaries, the platform. If we're all on this platform, this platform could give me as the processor, I can see what inventories of my product with each of these dispensaries, like what those inventories look like. In other words, if we're all talking, it will give me in a really easy dashboard, just looking at it, I can see this dispensary needs this, this is what it's looking like. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. And then conversely, a dispensary wanting more product, let's say of my product, they can understand by looking at inventory levels, where I'm at and what I'm able to fulfill. Does that make sense? In other words, we can structure like future supply. So the term that we use in that scenario. So right now, a company can be a member of their own organization and a member of another organization. So they could be an administrator in their own organization and a customer of the other. And you just switch organizations within the platform to be able to play those different roles. If somebody wants to be able to share information in a specific way, we can create what's called federated organizations where we're actually passing data that's important to both organizations that exist in both organizations back and forth. And so I can see not only what it is that my customers want, but what it is that the suppliers have without ever leaving the same environment. We're gonna take a short break but we'll return with more legal info to help you, your family, and your business right here on the BC Counselor's Legal Brief. This episode of the BC Counselor's Legal Brief is brought to you by Alfredo Robledo Certified Public Accountant, PC. 
Alfredo has been licensed as a certified public accountant since 1984 and is located in Grapevine, Texas. Alfredo can help with many different tax matters ranging from filing individual and business tax returns, trust and estate filings, as well as bookkeeping services for your business. You can contact Alfredo at 817-421-0720 or find him at grapevinecpa.com. and I'm almost a teenager. I have a real problem. My daddy and my grandfather love pie. For my daddy, it's apple. For my poppy, it's anything lemon. But they won't bring me any pie. I don't think that's fair. They always go to Judy Pie on Main Street in Grapevine, where Miss Judy and her bakers make 20 different kinds of pies and cinnamon rolls on the weekend. But I don't get any. They tell me I can have pie when I'm a teenager, like pie is only for grown-ups or something. Can someone please call my daddy and my poppy and tell them I need pie? In the meantime, you can go to JudyPie.com, or if you're in Grapevine, Texas, visit Judy Pie on Main Street. And if my daddy or my poppy are there, tell them that Kaya wants a piece of pie. And we're back, and you're listening to the BC Counselor's Legal Brief, the podcast providing legal info to help you, your family, and your business. So in the cannabis industry, we have metric, right? Metric is that compliance overall platform. Then we've got any number of seed to sales or inventory tracking systems. Let's take one tracking system, ABC tracking system that integrates with metric. We're all concerned about interfacing easiest with metric. People want to make the manifests and the invoicing easier. They're going to do all of that. You're shaking your head. That's easy for this platform. Absolutely. Exactly. But what's super exciting to me, seeing this every single day in this industry, let's say I have that one platform that is integrated with metric, that platform, ABC platform, might have a thousand dispensaries, grows, processors. And let's say it has one processor and one dispensary who do business together. Neither of them can talk to each other through that platform. In other words, you cannot facilitate transactions. There's a third software that's out there that you have to pay for. And remember, we're talking about paying, like you're paying $40 a month for metric, at least in the state of Oklahoma. You are paying X amount, $500 a month to your seed to sell. You're paying another $200 a month. I don't know what it is to this middleware. And none of them have visibility to the other. No, you're having to manage it all independently. You have to have different credentials, plugging in different information. And I'm telling you, that's just a hassle. Do you know how much of a hassle it is to me to have multiple logins for stupid nonsense? Like it drives you nuts just even doing that and having to understand softwares and platforms. So I get passionate about this to ask this one question. Our platform is already designed. It's native. I think in our last podcast, Chris explained what it means to be native. You don't want native. Native is bad. Native is bad because you can't customize it. But I'm using native because we've thought about it in a good way. Like the most important functionality is native to our system. Plus it can be customized further to make it better for this industry. But that's my point. We can facilitate transactions 
between folks on the platform. Correct. Yes. I mean, so if you had five dispensaries, five growers, and they all wanted to communicate to each other, then they can basically, for lack of an easier term, to use the marketplace in order to communicate back and forth and facilitate the requests for product. Very good. And it's seamless. Absolutely. So you're worried about having to jump out of one system and remember passwords. In this one, it's just you're a member of each other's organizations. And whenever that happens, then all you have to do is click a button to switch from one org to another in order to communicate and see what product's available. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're giving people access to our secret information. So I'm a processor and I don't want you to know. I need to know my own costs. None of them know their own costs. That's not a fair statement, but you get the idea. Generalities. We don't know in the cannabis industry our own costs enough, but this platform will tell you your own costs, but nobody else will see that. Right. Correct. So look at it from a two roles perspective. When you subscribe to it, you are an admin of your own organization. When you invite someone else, another dispensary, another grower into the system, they become a customer. It's basically a client portal user. They have a different view than you. They don't have access to all that protected data. And the interesting thing about our product is that everybody's business is different. I understand it's the cannabis industry, and I understand that growers are growers, but If you've seen one grower, you've probably seen one grower, right? They all have different needs and different wants. And so on the platform, we can use custom objects that are actually built by the individuals themselves. They don't have to come to Request Optics to do so. They have the ability to drag and drop on fields to be able to track data that's important to them. And it's super easy to do. And they have the option to share what they want to share. So when you're talking about from a security standpoint, you got five growers, five dispensaries, five processors, I think you call them. They could all be interconnected, but each individual one only shares what they want to share. It's up to them. There is no native of what is sharing within this software. You still get to choose from your organization what you look at exactly. you know, and what you share. Think of it as you're only sharing under your own hood what you want to share. Yeah, but that's important. The marketplace is so crucially important because. I think it's important to the sellers, so we're at the B2B, the sellers being able to efficiently communicate with the dispensaries because all the sellers in the B2B world are selling to one person ultimately. It's the dispensary. And so I think it's important for people to understand, well, who has supply is important, but how can I buy and get it. So we're talking request optics. You guys didn't listen to the original podcast. I'm going to tell you one bit. There's requests that you receive. And a request would be, I need, think about the bidding process. We want to avoid that. We want to make it easy. Like, I just need this. And it sends it out there. And then you get back what you need to know from the appropriate people. That is something that's missing in all of the existing systems. But think about as a normal consumer who wants to go out and buy a product, how do they do that? If they want to buy a TV, they go on Google and they run a search and they're just returned tons and tons of TVs. Think about if you change that dynamic and you are able to put into a system, you know, I want this type of seed. And then only what is returned to you are the people that have exactly that in the marketplace. And not only are they going to return that exact seed, They're going to return it in the allocations which you told them that you need them. And so 
There may be a thousand different people in the marketplace, but only five of them are going to respond instantaneously. And so you're not having to waste time trying to find what it is. Now it's being presented to you. It's very Google-ish, but you have to take out all the fluff and all the advertisement and all the other stuff that you have to sift through in order to find what it is that you're looking for. That makes sense. Let's talk about the B2C concept, because that's something that's also missing in this world. Like, What would be something super exciting, I think, to me would be, let's say I'm a medical card holder and I'm trying to buy some marijuana from my favorite dispensary. This is how I order my groceries, by the way. I go onto the Walmart app and I, I, I order what I want. There's nothing that is very seamless functionality that I've seen, especially as it ties to inventories. Because remember, like if I'm doing this, the dispensary needs to take those off the shelf and account for it. Can the platform do something like that? Could it be something that's customer facing too? As Chris's favorite word, yeah, that's native within the software. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, in, nowadays, that's probably the best way to do business. It's the best way to understand costs. It's the best way to track the transactions. It's the most efficient way to conduct business. Put an order into an app, walk up to the window, pick your product, walk away. It's better for the customer. It's better for the business. You understand what it is that you have to supply. And if you don't have it, you have time to go get it before somebody actually arrives. If you're tracking those numbers and those orders, then you can share that information downstream. You want your suppliers to have that information of what it is that you need. They've got to prepare for it as well. So on our platform, we have the ability to communicate in that manner where I'm providing each person in each step of the process what it is that they, you know, just the information that they need to know to make everybody in the chain successful. That makes sense to me. So as far as development is concerned, my view, and this is my plan, and what I want anybody who's listening to this, what we need to do, and this is relevant to kind of the Lifted Logics theme, Lifted Logics is a buying group. It's a GPO. It's like a co-op of sorts. The idea is if we're all working together and we're all throwing into the pot, like we're all better off. If I'm buying bags, Mylar bags, if I'm just buying Mylar bags, my price is different than if a hundred of us are buying Mylar bags. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's the economies of scale. And we've been very successful in Lifted Logics accomplishing that. One thing that Lifted Logics hasn't done is tackled the seed to sale problem. I think with request optics, I think the problem's solved. Certainly there needs some customization for this industry. Every industry has a little bit of customization. 100%. But you've seen everything from airport distribution to Supreme Court of Oklahoma network. Correct. Talk about that real quick, because this is important for all of our Okies to know. We're talking to somebody who has received distinction from the highest court of our land as an attorney. Spencer, that gets you a little it bit, gets, a little gets bit me hot. Excited. Yeah, gets me Ooh. excited. So tell us about that. Probably irritates you a little bit that I'm not an attorney and I received the. I'm all about coattails. I really don't care. <laughs> as long as he can be near you, that's all that matters. So I am an Okie originally living in Texas now, but I spent 13 years with the Oklahoma Supreme Court and the administrative office of the courts. And when I finished my tenure there, 
you know, I left as the chief technology officer. I became the first non-elected official in Oklahoma to receive award of uh, years of uh, accommodation, years of service. It was presented to me with a picture signed by all nine justices on the Supreme Court. So I've got that one hanging at the house that's probably going to travel with me forever and go into the grave with me. Uh, That's just the coolest thing. And for those that don't know, the Supreme Court Network, OSCN.net. It's a great, great system. It's unlike anything in any state. And trust me, I've had to try to do research in lots of states, just finding a court case. Like you have one-stop shop in every county in Oklahoma, and it's tied to another network that's an interesting network. It's Kelpro. It's Kelpro. Kelpro is a privately owned company, but they hold a lot of court information data. And so there was a basically a transactional broker that was put in between both systems to be able to feed OSCN.net and the public side of things, but also what's called OCIS, which is the Oklahoma Court Information OCIS was what I was thinking. I knew Kelpro powered it, maybe. Well, Kelpro provides data to it. Gotcha. Yeah, in some of the counties. And so Kelpro is a good system. It's used in mostly the small counties in Oklahoma. The Oklahoma Court Information System, OCIS, is used in the largest counties in Oklahoma. It's a more robust system. But without OCIS, you know, you're talking about using an old IBM mainframe AS400 system. The construction of that system, as much as people hate getting a ticket, hate going to the courthouse, hate going through probate cases and all that judicial process has to go through, it really does speed up your experience. Yeah. And the point of me bringing that up is there was a problem at that level and you were crucial in solving that. For TWG, there was a problem and not for TWG, but a problem in the industry. You guys in the Request Optics software made TWG, the one standing alone. And some of the largest players that perform maintenance on airports in the world are the customers that use the system that communicate with Chris on a daily basis. And they're wowed by it. We've had organizations change standard operating procedure that says you have to purchase through the software. And that's why I, I, I want Lifted Logics and Request Optics to team up with the folks that are listening to this, develop an actual workable, usable platform that will make everybody more competitive. So Brian, tell me, how do people get in touch with you? They know Lifted Logics, but how do they get in touch with Request Optics? It's simple. Just go to you know requestoptics.com. Optics is O-P-T-I-X because we're special that way. Lifted Logics is L-O-G-I-X. I know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted people to know how to contact you because I think you could go in bespoke and help people get better. But I think too, in the Lifted Logic spirit, I think everybody kind of working together to create like an overarching solution. And then we can further customize because it's not native. So well, the good thing is, is that we don't necessarily have to customize. The customer has the capability to do it themselves. We're always there to, to help them along the way, but we tried to make the system so easy that you know, my mother could use it. It is a true low code, no code uh, system. That's amazing. For those that don't know what that means, it means idiots like me can just pull and click and make forms. That's exactly the way we describe it. (laughs) If you can make a PowerPoint, you can build a system on this. See, that's amazing. That is amazing. So Spencer, I took up this entire time. You didn't say much. I didn't, but I absorbed a lot of info. I'm not the one that understands all of that. And it was very clear 
on how it can be used, how it can benefit businesses. Wow, what an incredible software. I use that word correctly, right? Software? Yeah. Okay. See, I don't know this stuff. I stay in my lane. I just send invoices. Speaking of invoices, Spencer, you got to give us 10 more words, and then we can actually bill, Chris. Uh, time to end the show. No. <laughs> Get your words, Spencer. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank y'all. Brian, Chris, really appreciate y'all being on this podcast as well. Best of luck with Request Optics, TWG. I know y'all are doing great things. It's really exciting to see and to be around because we, you know, Mike and I have been kind of on the outside looking in for a few years, and it's just great to see the leaps and bounds that y'all have made. So really, kudos to y'all. We attribute our success to you guys, really. It's definitely Spencer's yeah. uh, work. I think he's under-invoicing us, actually. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a challenge. Perfect. Yeah. You know what? We really need to end this podcast so I can go work on an invoice. Uh, yeah, you need to go go, go up to your special office. Request denied. <laughs> Request denied. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. Yeah. And again, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us on two podcasts. If folks have questions, concerns, reach out to Brian. Obviously, Lifted Logics, BC Counselors, we're always here. Thanks for listening. And that brings us to the end of another show. For more information on today's topic or previous show topics, visit our website at bccounselorsatlaw.com. While there, feel free to let us know what future show topics you'd like us to cover. On behalf of Mike, this is Spencer, and we thank you for listening. And remember, it's always our goal to provide easy-to-understand legal info to help you, your family, and your business here on the BC Counselors Legal Brief.